want. Listen to me. We've all been deceived. We need to calmly head towards the exit. Welcome to the Banana Bread and Circus Republic with Crispy and Tono. Your hosts for the end of the world or whatever we're looking at. We're looking at the reset. Yeah, it's uh, we're gonna be fine, ladies and gentlemen. So strap in and join us to recalibrate the soul as we explore the ether and ethics of our evolution. In the space between spaces, there's an intelligence that guides our values and our judgments, which determines who we are, what we're doing, and where we're going. Follow your nose and think for yourself. There's so many different ways we approach just health in general. And I noticed that like the caduceus, the serpent up the spine, the staff with, yeah, the staff with the, uh, dual serpents wrapping around it. How back, back pain, it seems to be this, like, I don't know, man, like this whole other dimension of health. Cause when you, if you can treat, if you have, a good sense of your orientation in space with your posture in doing basically anything that you do, you can pretty much ride those waves to work to your advantage. I mean, I've, I've been dealing with this basically since you and I met and it used to be a lot more extreme. Your, your back pain. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it comes and it goes faster now. You know, like, I still get it once, at least once, if not twice a year. But it used to last for, like, two weeks at a time before I knew, you know, like, what I was, had an idea anyway, what I was dealing with. And... It's like nowadays, you know, I sometimes I get through it in a couple days. Sometimes it takes about a week, but and then I'm good for another, you know, six to eight, nine months. So have you ever had stem cell treatment or anything like that? I'm very curious of it. And no, I haven't. And it's I haven't even been properly diagnosed you know so, neither have i to both those things right right yeah. so like you know i think the first step is getting an mri like figuring out exactly what you're dealing with you know whether it's a compacted disc or a seized or you know yada yada like spinal injuries fucked you know like there's There's a lot of shit that can go wrong, and there's not a lot of shit that you should fuck around with, you know? Right. So. I think think it's all in feeling it out of what's right for you. I've been told both the right and the left perspective of chiropractic treatment and things like that. And then on the other whole other end, 
in a in a way, it's a whole other end of the spectrum because with chiropractic stuff, they're mostly dealing with the skeleton, whereas with something like cranial sacral, they're dealing with the energy body. Right. Like either way, you're dealing with the spine, so you're right. de- you're dealing with the highway for the nervous system. You know, it's not something you want to fuck around with. No, not at all, man. Should be taken very not lightly. Right. So, in that sense, I think I should find a specialist and get an MRI done. But, yeah, like, there's there's way too many, uh, you know, variables or cross variables even that like people a lot of people have spinal issues you know and it's not something that should be treated lightly i agree and my my brother has had this weird like disc issue in his lower back and he's still pretty young Still very young. See, well, going I back mean, to, yeah, very. I mean, I to me, very young. Because what's he, 28, 29? 30. Yeah, 30. 30. Th- I think 30 going on. Yeah, 31. He'll be 31 next month. Um, Even still. Like, yeah, so young, relatively young, right? right? Going back to the relativity of this thing. But because um, even me, like having back issues. I've only really dabbled in chiropractic stuff and my person is so good at his like way to tune in sort of intuitively to what you're dealing with when you tell him like what what's going on with you when you're as transparent as you can be about like when I do this this happens like when I'm getting dressed and I'm putting this sock on this is what I feel, you know, like he'll he'll be putting able to know. socks on is like doing <laughs> yoga for oh, dude. me. Like, I know, isn't it crazy? Like you have to be so conscious getting of getting into your... the car, putting socks on, putting pants on. Yeah, it's just like, and in a way, it kind of forces you to get into that space because really, that's nature's intent is to bring you in more attunement with your body. Fucking a, sucks getting old. Just well, like it's, it just only like sucks all the old you, people said. Yeah, if you took if you took not feeling those things for granted, then yes, absolutely, life fucking sucks getting old. No, I mean life doesn't suck, but it sucks. It sucks getting, getting old. old. Getting old. Yeah, emphasis on the old part. It really does. I mean, you lose your hearing, you lose your fucking. Some people lose their sense of smell in some cases. Like you can lose those abilities. Oh yeah. No, you can lose any sense at any time. Yeah. Like, and losing the sense of touch or feel, however you want to put it, you know, the the sense of physical sensation, that's the most dangerous one because you'll continue to do more abuse to yourself, you know? You, it's like, if you can't actually feel what's going on around you, you're you're going to damage yourself more. You're not going to heal. Yeah. Attunement. Or you're not going to be able to keep up with the healing that needs to happen. Right. Yeah. Right. Attunement. Attunement. You want to get in tune with whatever it is your body is telling you to do. Right. As much as you possibly can. Right. It's like, what nutrients 
are you lacking? Like, your body will tell you that if you open yourself up for it. But it's also, I mean, there are pretty strict sciences as well that will tell you that as, you know, as easily. You know, Europe has been doing this for probably 30 years at least now Mm. where like you you take your blood type and your body type you know there's three different body types and then there's however many i think 11 or 12 blood types and you know depending on your blood type and your body type that will basically tell you what your ideal diet is you know, not everybody has the same ideal diet. I've definitely heard that for body types in particular. Iggy, I don't know about the blood type. Iggy, though. Iggy, and I used to talk about it a lot. Mm. Like, for those of you who don't know, Iggy is our the guy that introduced us. That's yeah, that is true. We did meet each other through uh, Iggy. Yeah, he was. Uh, he he liked to inflamed situations but he was also a uh, businessman and we were yeah he at, bought we worked in one of his restaurants he bought a breakfast joint short, and turned short, it into short. a to a tapas restaurant for a while did okay and then when a lot of stuff happened but we're not here to talk about iggy yeah, yeah. talk about but anyway like iggy iggy and i like used to talk about like you know like you take your blood type and your body type. You know, there's only three blood, three body types, and you know, eleven or twelve blood types. It tells you what you need as far as you know, basic nutrients, macronutrients. Wow. So, like, it how how does it do that exactly? How do do you take? Do you give them samples of stuff of? No, no, like, like you, you tell them the two compositions they need to know, like, what's your body type? There's three. And what's your blood type? And between, it's like, okay, so you can have a mesomorph body type, but if you're, you know, type O negative, like, these foods are reactive to you versus receptive to you. Mm. You know, like what foods mm. what foods fuel you the best? You know, what's most receptive to your your body and blood type? And it's not a big mystery and it's also a big reason why right, you know, Europe, Canada as shitty as Canada is right now. Like it's a big reason why, you know, they don't allow the sales of certain types of foods. It's like, try finding foods with high fructose corn syrup in Europe. I've never been to Europe. I, I haven't to. either, but it's like... I would love to. I would love to see what that's like, because you see it in everything around here. Well, but there's also... You know, other things that, you know, it's it's all a, all a trade-off at the end. Sure. You're trading vices. You're trading 
certain things to enhance quality of life, I feel like. It's like quality of life matters in health more than anything, if anything. I mean, having an optimistic attitude and having a a celebratory experience, regardless of what it is that you're celebrating, I think to celebrate in general is to honor something about life that maybe we've either taken for granted or something that is yet to come that we know is possible um, to a degree. So I think it's important for people to get back in touch with, even if it's just, I mean, take Tiny Tim, you know, <laughs> Charles, Charles Dickens, and just seeing the ha- seeing the smile on that kid's face when the family has a bird for 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 their holiday meal. It was a pigeon. Was it they, a pigeon? Or I they, thought it was they, a goose or whatever. They like to say it was a goose, but it was a pigeon. Yeah, and some people eat pigeon. I mean, I think New York what there's a lot of like really unique cuisines that do a lot of like a lot squab, of people, squab. Yeah, a lot of people eat pigeon, but the fact is, chances are they were they were <laughs> fluffing up that story. Oh, we got a we got a whole turkey this I year. No, I see what you're saying. No, you didn't. Yeah, it's no. just a just a big pigeon. It goes back to the point of I mean, even if they're eating pigeon, they're still happy as can be because they know how bad it can. They they either know how bad it can actually be. Or they're just simply appreciative of what they actually have in in their life. I think it says a lot about some of those, even those videos on the social medias of regarding like a uh, specific instance where uh, it's almost like a test, um, like this timeless sort of riddle of, you know, See a guy who has virtual, who has nothing. You ask him for something, and he actually nine times out of ten, if not ten times out of ten, uh, they will share it with you, even though you know all well that you have whatever it is. Because and then you come they back. have a sense of community. Yeah, and we don't. Yeah. yeah, there's a certain yeah. sense of sharing. In, yep. in the value in that, that means even more than the thing itself. They know what survival takes. Again, quality of life, being yep. connected to one another. I think the biggest majority of pandemic we've had, epidemic, if you will, has been loneliness. A pandemic of uh, apathy, I would call it. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. It's... it's self-derived loneliness you know in that sense i could see how that would a lot of people have become more tightly and closely knit but also a lot of people have spread off from each other and there's you know the danger becomes when there's no room for you know reasonable discourse Mm -hmm. reasonable discourse with no time limit you know Mm -hmm. And that's that's why podcasts are so popular, mm. you know, is because like they're a they're a home, a source for you know long term discussion. You know, like there's there's no sound bites. Everything has the time and the place to be explained. Totally, and because of that, 
that's where they source their power from. Like, that's the reason why mainstream media is dying. Mainstream news, like, it's it's going the way of the dinosaur. Because there's too many well-thought people willing to have discussions with other well-thought people. You know, over a course of, you know, like, if it's if it's the news, it would... You'd be lucky if you you saw a five minute debate, but mm. you know you're able to see discussions that last you know one two five hours mm. between people that are actually making sense and trying to actually come to an agreement on something logical and that's what's dangerous about this platform. Hmm. Yeah, because I do feel there's something different about the podcasting space as opposed to like these little blurps that you get um, from other main, not only mainstream, but just even works of art that you, you, so much of it is metaphorical that you can, you only have to have, you have to have a certain attention span to fully Sort which of nobody has unravel anymore. yourself in yeah. the, in the message of what it's actually getting at but with podcasting you have a direct sort of conduit with with the with the the metaphor itself are these examples and in in light of that i want to go back to even that piece on the homeless man sharing their their meal and they walk the person who's the recipient and who this homeless person's offering it to uh, walks away and they come back with like a stack of a wad of cash. Oh yeah, no, I, I heard about this. Uh, it wasn't, I don't think it was Barstool or one of those guys, but it was something like that. You know, like one of those more established influencer groups I I don't follow Instagram or TikTok or blah blah blah. Right, me me neither. But I've seen this before. But yeah, no, I've the, seen these the examples. Guy, yeah, if if it's the same one, I think you're talking about. The guy comes up to the homeless dude. Homeless guy's got a sign like, "Need money," blah blah blah. The the influencer comes up, hands him a sandwich, like you know, prepackaged, you know cut in half in a plastic thing and guy starts you know eating half of it and then a few minutes later the the instagrammer comes back and he's like hey can i have half can i have you know half of your sandwich and the guy gives it to him and the guy's like okay well here's like $125,000 or whatever he Whatever he gave him, but mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, he was he was trying to make a point, and sucks that it takes that to make that point, you know, in to our, that extreme in our, in our society. Yeah, yeah. Even you know? even then, you have to sort of find them. You have to find those examples because so many of these other things is they aren't that thing. They aren't that thing that it's trying to teach with regard to. Look, happiness is is what you make of it. 
it doesn't matter if you have like all the riches in the world. It doesn't matter if you have that promotion or, or whatever. Doesn't because, matter if you're in pain or not. Yeah, because even like there, that's just a certain threshold of your reality. And as long as you're able to exist in a certain uh, sort of spectrum of all these variables of things that can go wrong, then and you and you can still take those little blips, those moments of recognition that I am, I'm okay because be- even though despite all these other things. I can still breathe at the end of the day. I can still have a sense of dignity or a sense of self identity because I think, again, we're lacking the identity, that identity factor of, are we okay with being alone? Most people know. Most people know. And I'm a married man, you know, and, Likewise, you know, yeah. So we we like that's easy for us to say, Happily. probably because alone time is valuable now, as a married man. Well, but I mean, yeah, I would argue that it was only it's not understood, but it's valuable. <laughs> yeah, but I would I would go so far as to say that I truly became ready to be a life partner when I was okay with being alone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I enjoy being alone, but I don't want to be alone forever. Right. And that's the thing, right? And from there you find that balance of how much you can support somebody else. Yeah. Both emotionally, physically, spiritually, metaphorically and financially you know and it's you you find all of those balances you you know and maybe some of those don't even play a part into all of it you know it's right it's to each their own but you know you you want the best for the person you're with and that's that's the biggest, you know, giveaway as far as, oh, maybe, maybe this is the person I should be with. If you're in the central Vermont area and you're looking for a special souvenir to take home and share with your friends and neighbors, Ambient Fermentary's got you covered. Handcrafted from our hives to your glass, Ambient Fermentary produces craft batches of honey wine from the heart. As humble participants of a greater community of life, they wanted to offer something simple and refreshing. Most people consider mead to be too sweet. And we agree. Too much of anything produces its counterpart. That's why they brought back the oldest fermented beverage in a bold way. By using the fruits of the world in moderation. In other words, dry meads are their thing. And in this expression in particular, the dry table melomel We used fresh cranberries and lemon juice in its primary ferment, bringing fruity and acidic notes to the party that pairs well with almost any home-cooked meal and good company. Enjoy chill. Cheers. Gotta love that breeze, right? Ah, we got a storm rolling in. It feels beautiful. Feels beautiful. Yeah, man, so we just got done camping over at the the Queche 
I can't quite pronounce the Quichi. fucking name. Quichi. I know it's Quichi, but it doesn't <laughs> seem like it's Quichi. It's like Quiche. Quichi? Quichi? It's Quichi. If it was, if it was an F instead of a C, how would you say it? <laughs> if it was an F? Yeah. Uh, Quiffy, right? Because <laughs> that's what I think of when I say Quichi. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's a queef of a town, but it's queefy. No, but like oh, I don't want to. Place is queefy. I'm not. I, no, I. I'm not. <laughs> oh, dude, my brother had some shit to say about their plumbing and that at that. I won't. I won't say it out like here. But there's a massive estate that needed a whole cleanup of their plumbing, and my brother like came to the rescue just as he has so many times before with my plumbing issue with a bunch of fucking it was like a hack job with my the plumbing at my house it's a sad story alone but this place times like say oh my god times almost like 50 basically in terms of like the manifold and what controlled what to go to where and all these things that he just happened. To he be had to there replace so much of it, and they're like, "Uh, he's like, your shit's fucked." And they're like, yeah. "Yeah, we know." He's like, "You want me to fix it?" And they're like, "Yeah," and so he did. Yeah, and I think it was, and a lot of it had to do with the primary source of like whatever was fueling the place, like their boiler or whatever furnace system they had or whatever. But anyway, we went to their state park, and it was kind of interesting because going into it, I had told the wife that I was like. Look, food-wise, it doesn't even... Whoa, we're getting a bit of wind here. A lot of uh, low-pressure gusts <laughs> going on. A little bit of turbulence. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, you'll experience some turbulence. We are probably going Coming to Coming into a little uh, bit of a patch of wind it. here. A little bit of a lightning storm, yeah? If, I mean, if this keeps up, I'd say so, yes. You know, like all that wind is very low-pressure. It's going to build up. And we're going to get <laughs> struck down. We're going to get struck down. Zeus! Well, here, let's take a look at the... Or Odin. The weather prediction says... Lightning storms from 8 to 1. I think it's just high winds, honestly. Bull shedders. Probably. <laughs> We'll go with that. The uh, where were we? Sorry, <laughs> I was talking about something, and then we had some little bit of turbulence. Yeah, we were talking about something. Yeah, I forget. Anyway, God damn it! But the 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 part of what we just mentioned, though, I kind of uh, it's it's kind of dawned on me that there's so much of this whole this whole thing. That we're experiencing not just, obviously not just as married man, like as whatever, like. As a species. Yeah. I think there is a certain uh, reckoning that we can have as being as privileged as we are as a species, not even just as a fucking race. Okay. Like I, I'll get into this fucking argument whatever you want to call like this scuff with people in general when it comes to 
your toxic whiteness or your privileged this. white privilege or yeah. yada yada. Yeah. It's like, and like, I, I, acknowledge, is... I acknowledge all of those things, but they don't act, even the people talking about it, they don't know how hard I actually work. So what the fuck are they doing? Opening their mouth is like what I, that's like my first reaction at the end of the day. Who is it preaching? You know, the downfalls of white privilege. It's white people. You know, it's. You don't you don't find other ethnicities saying white privilege is killing us. It's like. It's white people. It's white on white hate. You know, it's. In the same sense of like black on black crime in that sense, you know, like. Where's all gang violence come from? Or not all, but a giant percentage of it comes from black-on-black crime. And when that gets taken to statistics without, you know, actually, you know, putting the thought into, you know, the demographics involved, then... Yeah, it it seems so, you know, cut and dry and, you know, like, oh, here's the problem. You know, but where's a lot of the white on white hate come from? It comes from upper middle class women, mainly, saying that, you know, lower class men have all the power and is there some truth to that no maybe a little but at the end of the day like the biggest voting demographic the biggest dollar demographic in this country is upper middle class white women so, like, basically, your Karens, you know, like they sure do know how to yield, how to wield a dollar, not yield a dollar. Sorry, that was well, yeah, a fumble. I mean, it's it's what it's what makes them happy. The so. shopping sprees, the plastic surgery. You know, like there, there's so that industry of plastic surgery is so big now. It's like un, it's like unreal. It's like they're making more than psychiatrists. And psychiatry is one of the fucking highest and psychiatry is salary one of the things that doctoral. leads to the plastic surgery too. <laughs> How ironic. Right. Like right. well like well, if you don't feel <laughs> that's so a little good too coincidental. Yourself, maybe uh, just change things. That's a little know? too coincidental regarding our, our dire like sense of like mental health emergency that we're under right now. I mean, again, cause it goes, it, again, I'll tie it right back to loneliness. I think it really stems from how lonely we actually are. And we have not developed the tools necessary to reckon with that. how strong is our fabric of society. If, if the majority of people are, you know, so, uh, what's the word? Vain or, you know, uh, uh, starts with an S. Fucking A. You know, superficial. 
You know, like how how strong is our society if if the majority of people are just brought to this level of superficiality? Right. Because we, we can only work with what we have right now. And and if you're working off of things that are superficial, that means that you're working off your ego. That means once your ego is pleased, you'll be pleased, no matter what it means for the rest of everybody else. Which is, in a way, favor. It's it's. I don't want to call it favoritism, but it's it favors it's it. Self nepotism. Let's use self nepotism. Let's use uh, Freudian psychology as an example nepotism yeah real quick just not to give people a whatever lesson but basically in freudian psychology you have id superego and ego ego. the ego basically is what's in between the id and the superego in Jungian, you have the shadow self which is part of that collective unconscious basically the ego and the superego combined which is even more interesting because you could combine the id and the ego and do all these crazy geometrical patterns with how all these are interrelated to each other to begin with. But neither am I right in a way, necessarily, and neither am I wrong necessarily. Well, but. I think that's a good point to this very example because I think that there's kind of like this pendulum, this like micro pendulum swing between super ego, ego, super ego, id, and a lot of the times. It, with regard to what we're seeing now, a lot of the times it's superego id because we're just so quick to basically servicing our own sort of uh, confirmation bias. But they don't tend to work in conjunction with each other that, that quickly either or that logically. You know, even according to Freud, you know, it tends to be one overriding the other two. Yeah, so I don't mean to say that these are micro, like, swings from one to the other. But well, that's that's what makes them swingable. What if they like, were all operating in cycles, though? Like regarding the sun and the 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 tides. I mean, like people's like when women menstruate, oh, they okay, go through well, like a full blown lunar lunar transition. Yes, and now but that's happening uh, always. Really, now you now you're getting into you know like the the paths of you know the planets and their co-alignments and the hidden histories therein. <laughs> you know, like that's a deep discussion, like. We don't even know necessarily if we're living in a binary or solitary solar system. You know, it, it, if the danger therein is that if we are living in a, uh, you know, binary solar system, if there is a hidden sun that, and it could be absolutely possible, but if that's where we are and that's being hidden from us, like we are being robbed of power. Yeah. And where I'm trying to find, there are these like breadcrumb trails that are left 
behind there. This is the thing. Like, I feel like this the is all dead part of internet. This the, is all part of, uh, the sort of nature's fail safe. Cause even as contained as they want it to be, there's always going to be these little droplets. Of and by they, we mean, you know, the, the, the parasitic <laughs> ruling glass. Do you want to define, do you want to define that for us again? Let, let's just Here. call them the parasitic ruling glass. The ruling class. Well, the masters of parasitic. mankind, however you want to put them, it's uh, it's hard to put your finger on, and I think in that way, it's like it's almost not even necessary because, well, follow, it is, it, no, it is necessary, but follow it's not, the money. Sure, that's all you need to do. All you need to do, and I think once you are able to define what money is, like a lot of people sort of get confused with regard to the definition of money because. When you follow where the money is, you get sidetracked by pre-defining the oh, word. There's, there's, there's absolute, you know, intentional distractions involved. Pre-defining yes. the word money with currency. So who, currency. Who owns the resources of the world? Yeah. And all it's the patents, the resources, and yeah. all of the even the banking notes, like the banking if you follow notes. The money long enough you'll realize money is not the thing it's the resources that back the money which Who could owns be all those then you start to break it down but it's still like if you you know like sam tripoli says if you know the name of the family chances are they don't run shit hi girl if they know the name of the family what are you doing? Well, they've kept it so well secret lately. Come here. We've got a special a visitor, visitor here. A little drop-in guest. Beautiful. It's almost like if you follow the banking notes that created all of this stuff to begin with, all of this uh, credit that's available in the first place like we'll if you look back i mean how much gold really is there at fort knox and how much of it is all a big sleight of ham scheme this on fort knox the global exist actually you know like there's so many questions so many questions and i think at the end of the day what it all boils down to is uh how far you're willing to push yourself to learn something new. How able are you to keep your mind open to new ideas? You know, like, I heard a great way to put it the other day. You know, like, conspiracy theorists used to be called conspiracy theorists. Now they're called conspiracy factualists and if you want to keep up on it now they're called spoiler alertists you know <laughs> like yeah it's it's sad but yeah a lot of the dastardly things that you think you know or just crazy people saying oh well no this this can't happen this could never happen it's happening. So 
doesn't matter if you believe in it or not. That's the problem. Right. I think that's important to, to state because there is such a thing as good information versus poor information. Just like reading the label on your back pain patch thing. Like, not many people are even privy to reading the back of their cereal box. Like, whatever they're eating on a daily basis, whatever they're putting in their body. Did you know that ground coffee, there is more of a chance than there is not of a chance of ground coffee, pre-ground coffee, being wood chips? Oh, yeah. Like, or wood sawdust or whatever shaving. I, mean, I, I didn't know that specifically, but it makes sense. Right. So yeah. it's just it's like, one of those quandaries. Just of, the same way, like, you know, the the bread at Subway, they're like, oh, yeah, like, you know, bread at Subway is almost identical to yoga mats. <laughs> you know? I remember hearing that, man, where you'd like pull into Subway and be like, oh, the yoga mat factory. Like, we're here to buy some yoga mats. And their tuna. <laughs> Let's do some yoga they while did, eating they, sandwiches. They genetically tested their tuna, and there was no fish in it. Not not only was there what? no, not only was there no shit, tuna, dude. there was no <laughs> fish in it. That's amazing. No, that's fucked. Dude, that's, that's amazing. Fucked. That's so fucked no. that it's so amazing to yeah, me. Uh, it's amazing because... It's so weird, though, because, like, when those headlines started rolling, I didn't even, I already could taste the difference when it came to quality over quantity or whatever, however you want to look at it. Like, it became so distasteful to me. But there was a tradition around going there, ordering, and coming away with something that was going to be, like, fill you up or whatever. And it was, like, it was like this, it became this nostalgia. And then when I went back years later, it was like, wait, this isn't the same at all. This is so fucked. Like, you're not only getting less quality, but you're getting less quantity over time. And it's so bad, dude. Like, it's so bad. It's like Taco Bell bad. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, Taco it's... Bell came out and said, oh, our meat is only 80% meat. And they're like, or they're like, our meat is only. You know, somebody said, Taco Bell's meat is only 60% meat. And Taco Bell came out with an ad saying, fuck you, it's 80%. You know, it's like, that's still not 100. There's such weird data that they're collecting for the, like, I'm glad that they're collecting it. But it's so strange how it's individuals you, it's like that are connecting on, it though what if it's also some sort of like weird mind game of like oh this is so bad for you so oh you crave it and it's like oh my god well, no, i would crave it, it. it it is a huge mind game isn't it but weird it's a huge mind game in the sense of like oh here's all of these companies that you trust and we're just going to feed you garbage through them <laughs> and because you trust them right like you know, only, you know, the the one in however many hundreds of millions of people actually go in there with a fucking camcorder and question things and, you know, get shit tested. You know, it's, we live, we live in a world of sheep. And unfortunately, like, this pains me to say, Alexander the Great. 
one of his biggest quotes was, I fear an army of lions led by a sheep more than I do an army of sheep led by a lion. Mm. And, you know, we're, we're getting to this divisive point where, you know, everybody's sheep. Yeah. It's, you know, nobody's got the spine to actually think for themselves and even attempt to consider making a difference. Cause can you imagine the sheer difference that would be if every individual really recognized their potential? And that's exactly what like my mom said. She's like, Why do you worry about this? You can't you can't do anything. My mom like, well yeah, imagine if eight billion people fucking came to that same conclusion. Yeah. You'd you'd have a giant this rollover is, society. This is what I love about fucking you know? Life of Brian. That movie, man, like that is like so fucking good the way they depicted that very concept of understanding that you're an individual in this collective, that if you only had the wherewithal to recognize your own independent, free thinking sort of like cosmic force in the world, then all this would be irrelevant because there's because you're already you're busy creating your own why is it so few and far between in this day and age though you know anybody who feels too strongly about having their own personal rights and 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 enjoying the idea of you know every one of their sovereign brothers and sisters having their own personal rights is considered an extremist. That's where it becomes dangerous. And, like, we shouldn't be considered extremists for wanting to have personal liberties. Liberty, by definition, means freedom from government control. Like, we should not be considered extremists for that. And we are, because it's like, oh, that's a free-thinking individual. They're dangerous. You know, like... Yeah, I mentioned, so, Cognitive Liberty, the title of my book, I mentioned this to somebody who is, like, much older than me, Right. But I respect them. Like, I I meet with them regularly, or at least at the time, I did. And when I mentioned the title of my book, they were like, oh, you can't sell that. Like, people won't read that. And I was like, that's so unique that you would point that out. Like, why? Why is that? And she didn't really give me a straight answer, but I could tell that what she meant by that... She listens to too much fucking NPR is what she... Li- Most yeah. likely. Yeah. That's funny how you say that because this person... I'm National sure Petroleum Radio. <laughs> That's, I don't know. I can't make that claim at all, but I could see how that is Propaganda radio if you want. Yeah. Uh, the, P can, the P is flexible. Well, that clears it up. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's... That is kind of 
what I felt in that moment. And I wasn't really offended. I was like, wow, I actually appreciate you being so honest with your stance or whatever it is your stance is. And it's also like, but okay, where is the actual progression? Because this person, mind you, okay, I don't know this person entirely well, but I can tell that they have a certain appreciation or nostalgia or pride for being like along the lines of a prepper, like understanding of dynamics of change that comes at you mindlessly. Like it comes at you in waves. And it got me thinking like, what? okay, so first of all, why don't you want that for your son? Second, why are you even thinking of criticizing or judging a book by its cover to begin with? So like, where is the, where is that falling in terms of the adaptation to the change that you already know is prevalent. It almost reminded me of meeting with these financial advisors who were like, we believe in higher taxes. So this is what you should invest in. And it's like, okay, cool. Like I, I hear you on this investment vehicle. That sounds awesome. And I will invest in it because of X, Y, and Z. I won't mention it here and now because it's too complex, but why are you opposed to gold? Because if you're saying that there's going to be higher taxes and there's a hidden tax that's among us that people aren't catching on to, and it's the rate of printing currency or the rate of sort of acclaimed credit in the system that is inflating, that is the hidden tax. Like that is going to have to be paid for. You don't understand how this works. Like when you, when you set, the rate of a bond for a from the a country's treasury, Ministry of Finance, or whatever it is. Let's say Nigeria right now. <laughs> whatever How's it that? is. Whatever it is. Yeah. The, like, any of them, right? Cause is that too close to home? There's a lot of shit. Examples ah! that are close to home. Sorry. The point is, is that. Yeah. And the the credit bubble that we have as a nation, as a globe, is becoming so gigantic that we're not, there's no, we only, the only way to pay for the debt is to tax in the future. So taxes have to go up. Debt slavery. Debt slavery. And not only that, Debt that's, on that's our monument debt right on, there. Debt on the currency that's in circulation. Now, this is how it works. Debt on the currency that we actually have the privilege of using right now. So what it means is if soak up that debt, folks. You could look at it that way. No. Or no, you shouldn't. <laughs> or avoid that. You could look Sorry. at it as the fact that even just the privilege of using using cash, they're trying to take that away. So the th- CBDCs, what, what's, what's, the, the Brinks shit that's going on. Yes. The Brinks? Yeah. 130 countries are about to put through their... There's about to be a global CDBC. 
And, and by CDBC, you mean central bank digital currency. Yeah. So, so that's kind of yeah. where I'm going with this in a manner of speaking, but we have to understand how money works in the first place before we can even go there. Cause where money comes from isn't just from thin air from credit, even though you may like to think so. It's not even from the necessarily modern, precious metals. The either. modern, the modern monetary theorists don't actually know this either, but this is how they think money is created. They think it's created by borrowing out of the future to spend today. That is how it's created now, yes. But where does that initial credit even come? Where does that debt, come from? That's where debt slavery comes from. Also, beyond that, where it comes from yeah. is, so take a tiny little gold piece. Let's just use gold as a primary example. Sure. Because it's so many examples lead to this. How much time, effort, and uh, labor, and resources, water, ditch rights, for example, political... Uh, just to pull one gram of just, gold. Just permits alone. To pull, one, yes, one gram. It's like so insane yeah. where it's at right now. Like We have to realize that what is backing our entire financial system is, is on debt. yeah it's, it's only debt. The, it's only which is another rabbit hole to say it's the confidence in the american people in the country where its gdp is measured based on the unemployment rate based on the value of borrowing and since the Clinton administration, our GDP has gone straight down because we've shipped all of our jobs out of country. So, like, yeah. So where do you think the value of our dollar free, is going? The free trade agreement, the national free trade agreement, was basically to, you know, create opportunities for us to be able to buy products from slave communities, you know? And it's all about that, that cheap labor. Whenever, right. whether it's fucking like, right. like every kiss begins with K kind of fucking deal. Every, every, the blood diamonds out there. The every fucking, kiss begins with stretching yourself out to touch your own asshole <laughs> with your lips, you know? like And part yeah. of me, Part of me is feeling, I don't know, a little bit anxious because, like you say, the people of the world can't even really, like, have the attention span to just put together. Stretch your asshole out. You'll be fine. <laughs> it's like, like it's, dude, it's wild, man. I, like, I know. Get, cause bo I, get both hands in there, all eight fingers. Don't worry about your thumbs. Stretch it out as far as possible. You're going to be okay. As many people as can just, like, come in your asshole from <laughs> from eight feet away, the better off you'll be. So the point is to be as big of a target as you want to. And, you know, the Reapers will come. Yeah, don't question anything. Like, And there you go. You There you have it's, it. Questioning things is, it's hard. Oh, God, it's hard. Oh, so taxing. And then, 
you know, aside from that, you know, it's dangerous too. You know, you you don't you don't want to be on the wrong side of history, meaning the right side of history. Why can't we just admit? You know, like at what point? Why why hold on to the ignorance is bliss mentality? Well, because like I said to my mom, she was asking me one day. She's like, "Why are you concerned with all this? Why do you even think about all of it?" Blah 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 blah. I said. Because when you stick your head in the sand, that's the best way to get fucked in the ass. So, yeah. And she's like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it almost reminds me of this clip that I wanted to share with you and with our viewers. Yes, please. You ready? Yes, sir. uh, It's a clip on how to play real defense. So I've been thinking about some of our previous conversations at this point, because I know I tie a lot of this stuff back to economic policy and where we're at in our nation's history and our global history of economic dynamics. If it's even being covered the same way, but yes. And it got me, it always comes back to like, okay, hard work and having a, a sense of our place in the world, right? Like being okay with being alone, being okay with being our own worst enemy, being okay with uh, having a personal best and still finding a way to have the honor and dignity of striving to be even better than that. And part of me remembered this clip from, it was actually D3, the Mighty Ducks. (laughs) And shout out Emilio. Yeah, he had a small part in this movie, which is interesting. Like I was expecting this giant swan song, but it came it came out it came out in its own in its own sort of like unique way. But the new coach, who we're about to hear in a minute, was a instrumental part in that understanding how hard work matters and you have to be able to ride those waves. Suck it up. Keep going. Yeah, dude. And part of it, it reminded me of this. And Hard work doesn't always pay off, but when it does, it pays off in folds. No. Yeah. Like anything, you'll have to still figure out a way to continue to master whatever that new threshold is. Yeah. Whatever you're trying to do, whatever you're trying to master, like. You, you, you don't start running. You start crawling if you're lucky, and then you start running after walking. What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Don't try to suck up to me, Averman. Defense. See, unlike scoring, defense never quits. But to play great defense, you need one thing above all else. That starts with a W. Confidence. Listen, if you learn nothing else when you're here, you learn this. All right? Because it's not just about hockey. It's easy to be confident when you have control of the puck. It's very, very difficult to keep that confidence when you got to take whatever strange bounces life throws your way. Don't be careless, but don't be too careful either. You cannot be afraid to lose. 
That's how you gain the confidence to attack the game when the puck isn't yours. That's how you attack life. Even when you think you don't have any control. And that's how you play real defense. Damn, my boner's crying. <laughs> no, slowly. It's a good one, I think. It's one that sticks to me because when you when you understand the dynamics of even allowing to play the game not to your advantage or or learning how to play the game to when, your advantage when the game is clearly not at your advantage. Right, right. Yeah. When you when you know that your you know that advantage is lost that you know, you're able to still kind of seek the hope. Yeah. You know. Yeah, seek the hope and know that you always have some options even though money is considered sort of the greatest optionality there is right especially cash or or pivot you know where you can pivot like resources in a certain direction on a dime but money doesn't shoot goals either money doesn't shoot goals shoot goals right i mean i mean if you have enough of it you can learn how to snipe with them but you're right. I mean, not in the literal sense. You have to know what you're doing. That teamwork. Yeah, you, you have to have a good coach. You have to have a good organizer, a good general, however you want to put it. But yeah, like you, you also still need good. But you, you know, even when it's scarce, you can figure out how to play like play uh, learn how to yield to whatever it is that's coming at you in a way that you can actually redirect it or misdirect it to your advantage fucking a shorzy (laughs) see this is why i miss playing dude like this is why like i fucking think of moments like these and come back to a sense of man like if only if only i could have a another taste of what it feels like to accomplish this particular play in the heat of the moment and still like come out on top like that's what i miss it's like it's hard to describe yeah but it reminds me of some of our discussions around martial arts too because you have to there's like this element of patience and you have to be able to hone in on your opponent in know, a way that, know when a good time is to just stand back versus a good time to, you know, lean, put your weight into it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just thought that that analogy of knowing how to play good defense is just as effective because then you know how to play all of it in a way. And whether it, whether we're talking hockey or martial arts, like a good defense, even if you're, you know, by nature an offensive player, like you, 
should have a decent hold over your defensive nature. You know, if you don't, then you are going to be caught in some shit at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, at, at the very least, you're not going to be able to anticipate, you know, the people you're, that you're up against. Yeah, and that's that's the hardest part. Once you've achieved, like, a certain degree of offense, you have to be able to achieve equally and oppositely. Uh, An the, understanding, the, at least. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'd have to agree with that, because even playing hockey, I was always a forward. But understanding the defensive game of playing forward meant equally as much an understanding of the whole game. How are these people trying to counter you at any given moment? Yeah. And you've got more than one endless to deal back, with. back checking and just right. like, oh my God, dude, so much intensity. Whereas in martial arts, you typically only have the one, you know, to deal with. But mm-hmm. like you're, you're on skates trying to, you know, figure out multiple people's psychology and their fervorous towards knocking you down. <laughs> so Yeah, been knocked down a time or two. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could say that. I bet. It's it's a lot of trial and error. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, but I love it. Man, like, it's like, there's nothing else like it. It's so unique when it comes to, like, the moment-to-moment, like, grind. And you have to find a way to summon enough energy to get through whatever it is that's happening, even though you know, like, (laughs) right? What's coming to mind is, like, you do not have enough oxygen for this. Please take a break. Like, no, I can go further and i can go deeper and you might be faster you might be skating forwards or you might be skating backwards at the time you don't know like it just like when that moment hits usually you you gotta fucking (laughs) be ready to deal with it yeah 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 dude it's crazy i miss it a lot hockey's fucking dope it's a lot of fun even though as brutal as it can be as taxing as it can be it is so much fun Mind if we take a quick break? Uh, probably a good time. Yeah. Sweet. Check in with our sponsors. If you're in the central Vermont area and you're looking for a special souvenir to take home and share with your friends and neighbors, Humbiant Fermentary's got you covered. Humbiant Fermentary produces craft batches of hard cider from the heart. This wild fermented cider is a tribute to the depth and complexity of how intertwined we are with the flora and fauna of the ecosystem. In our attempt to be humble stewards of the biosphere, as Humbiance, we offer this taste of microsymbiotic flavors to your gut biome. By forming an alliance with our microbiome, we simultaneously forge a partnership with nature in her wonderful beauty and simplicity, of which we are inseparable participants capable of co-creating a world worth living in. Nature is the way. Cheers.
God, that's too good. Too good. Fucking goddamn it, Maynard. Like, I don't know where he comes up with. He channels it. He's got to. Like, Dude, it's crazy. He comes I, up with the weirdest riffs on like his lyrical, like fanatical, like cadence with the music. It's incredible. His melodies, you know, like the timing. He's 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 got a mastery of like vocal timing, but also like his ability to come up with melodies that just like. unconventional you know like they're they're if you were to listen to the same song without a melody put in most people would not think like bum, bum, ba, dum, ba, dum, ba, dum. you know like they yeah he's got a special ear to him <laughs> yeah i've heard him almost describe it in terms of what he's done on the cross-country field of like the hills and how your breath sort of is embedded in the process of going up and down and up and up and he's down, a very, and down and he, up and yeah, down he, and up. It's like a, long and, and sharp and, and all these different riffs on just the, the breath itself, like being able to like sustain he, he focuses on the diaphragm. Like he, he breathes from, the diaphragm from the center instead of from the lungs like those moments where like he's doing like a 20 second long scream maybe it's you know a little altered but he's probably doing most of that yeah my brother mentioned even i think he figured that that was part of it like the diaphragm he like is able he has this whole new method of like not new i'm sure circular breathing a very specific yeah exercise of how he does this diaphragm opening where you can actually like give yourself enough bandwidth of just space vocal vocal space to be able to go in and out of your scales and that's how we're supposed to be breathing in general period is you know into our diaphragm and our lungs at the same time where you know basically we become lung breathers which is just you know, mouth yeah, it's fucking i've wondered if we're degenerating i've wondered i would love to ask him what types of breath work he actually focuses on because there's so many different kinds and if there's a specific kind that helps with being able to do that i'm i'm so looking forward to our november uh concert there i'm going to see i'm going to see tool for the first time in my life yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, full disclosure for our viewing and listening audience we're both going to see tool and uh, it's going to be fucking dope it's gonna be i'm yeah i'm expecting it to be mind-alteringly amazing i mean i saw buckethead at a certain point in time in my youth and that was one of the most mind-altering experiences from just music i've ever had in and my that's life. a small venue that that was a very small venue. you know that's a that's yeah. a 
you know, maybe 3,000 person venue. Yeah, it's weird though. Isn't it weird how that definitely plays a role where like the amount of people there. The energy collects. Yeah. Yes. It's amazing. Like, no, that, that is. Because I've been to a Madison Square Garden experience. And of course, it was an experience that I was really the only person in my own world experiencing what I truly, genuinely loved about what I was witnessing. Because everyone around me was a fan of the op- opposition. It was the Rangers versus the Detroit Red Wings, and I'm Excellent. a lifelong Red Wings fan. Okay. And so yeah. I saw Pavel Dotsuk's last regular season game of his career with this franchise, the the Red Wings. In in, in 2016, it was uh, a game in, uh, I want to say, May or April. It was April or March. It might have been March. M- New York City... Madison Square Garden with the I'm with the in-laws. And yeah, it was it was fucking wild to be around such a tremendous amount of energy. Yeah. Yeah. In in the room or in the in the building. Unfortunately, that's that's how, you know, human psychology does act that way in the sense that, you know, if you've Say you're in the middle of a stampede. It's like you're you're wanting to get out of that stampede just as quickly as everybody else, which just lends itself to that stampede. You know, the whole mob mentality. Like, but let's say nothing goes wrong. You know, everything goes right. You've still got that mob mentality. Like, as the show goes on, whether it's a baseball game or, you know, a, a giant play or whatever, you know, a concert, it's like people pick up on the energy. Yeah. And we are, we're so energetic you, creatures at the end of the day. Exactly. You know, and, and you, you would know of all people because you've been to these, these things before. Because I can only imagine just, Listening to Tool's music just just on record is incredible. I mean, just in the my own little minute space of being able to experience this thing as such, it's kind of incredible. And I can only imagine the majesty of this of this performance. Cause I it's not gonna be anything like I've ever heard before. Because it's gonna be in real time. And Maynard especially is so good at like all of them ad lib so well yeah recreating that moment in a whole new spectrum take your expectations and and say okay well this is my expectation cut it down to 25 percent and then put it to the side and then go there you know because you are going to be shocked you know there's they're not going to they're as familiar as you might be with all of their songs like you're going to get there and you're going to be like what the fuck song is this and then they break back into it and you're gonna be like (laughs) oh shit and that's if you're not tripping like I don't plan to trip I think the the whole conference concert's gonna be a trip to begin with no I plan on it do you? Oh yeah, yeah. I can definitely. I can get 
get down with that, but I think I'm going to I'm going to leave it to the music. And I'm I'm at that point they in my res- life, I they, think. They definitely respect that amongst their fans, but they don't expect it. They respect it, but they don't expect it. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I know what you meant. Yeah. yeah. Totally. No, I, cause, well, because when I went to Buckethead, and again, I'll basically relate it back to Buckethead because I am, sorry, folks, I'm just. Crunch it up. Hey, we got some crunchies going on here. Yeah. Sorry. That's like, and we'll like, have like more going on later. This tobacco. But when you went to Buckethead. When sorry. I went to Buckethead, I didn't use anything of any kind. I might have had like a rum and Coke, but that's really it. I mean, I didn't really have anything really mind-altering that I did, and it was a mind-altering experience. It was more like a mind-opening. It was just so intense. Did it was you, like... Did you and I go to see Clutch, too? Yeah, we, we saw did. Clutch. We did. And okay, Clutch, I, I, I definitely drank and smoked at Clutch. I mean, that was like badass those guys have gotten so good they're they're, amazing they're so deep into the arcane and the occult like they're Mm. like if you if you actually try and break down their lyrics it's like oh shit like this guy no he he's he's playing he's playing some chess right there that's amazing to hear my brother is like obsessed with Clutch, and he he like he, because by the time I introduced him, introduced them to him, he was like all over it. And even by then, it was like they released ridiculous a ridiculous amount of music. Oh, they've got yeah twenty something albums, or however, seems that way anyway. But yeah, they've got so many good songs. And I can't wait to everyone's a banger. Just go to town listening to them, just making me eat in the fermentary. Just year over year over year. Just it's constant. It's sad because my wife, who's the one that introduced me to them, you know, she's like, I like their old stuff better. It's like, okay, I get that. Yeah, their old stuff is good, but, like, their new stuff is so relevant, like, so punctual, so, like, like, the dude, the the way he forms words together is magic. Like, Neil Fallon, I love you. Please keep doing what you're doing. Don't stop. We need you. Really is a lyrical magician. Yes, exactly. Yeah, dude, it's, it's amazing. It's a spectacle. And, you know, unfortunately, some people can't keep up on, you know, the gravity of those lyrics. But that's okay, too. You can just enjoy the melody. Thank you guys for tuning in. I know you guys got a lot of options out there on the podcast uh, universe, but uh, we appreciate you guys hopping in with us for this last hour or so. And, uh, you know, for everybody listening still, hug somebody close to you. You know, you take them into high consideration 
and appreciate them. You never know when it'll be the last opportunity. Yeah, I heard a recent alarming statistic was like, hey, your parents are X, X, Y, and Z old. Oh, well, that means you're only going to see them like 15 more times in your life. Yeah. Most likely. If you're you're seeing them once or twice a year, then it's like, oh, this equates to this on average of how many times you're going to see them. So appreciate them while they're there, while they're here. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I got my dad in town, actually. He's going to come visit here in a couple days, so I'm looking forward to that. Take those small, special moments and make the most of them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Even if they're painful, it's... it's You're never going to get that time back, so... Do what you can and appreciate it. Cheers to that. Love y'all. <laughs>